This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Pivotal Conversations podcast. As always, it's your host Kyle Trainor, and we have some housekeeping before we get into today's episode. Uh, so what I wanted to touch on is Systems in Synergy, which is a seminar that we are hosting in Sydney uh, on Australia Day weekend, so the 25th and 26th of uh, January. Uh, so that, that seminar is something that I co-host with both Jordan Shallow and Luke Tullick. Uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, they do the work, they're the minds, uh, and they it really was such an amazing seminar that we had earlier this year in August, um, where we had nearly uh, 60 PTs show up and um, you know 60 PTs that want to take their business, want to take their knowledge to the next level and really want to take their craft to the next level as well. Um, now, the reason I'm bringing it up is... Uh, tickets are on sale so um, getting in nice and early is probably the best bet because we are limited uh, to the amount of people that we can hold within the space and last time tickets got gobbled up so it is a two-day seminar day one is uh, Luke and Jordan uh, Luke covering uh, cognition and the effects of uh, or how we can um, improve cognition and use that as a catalyst for better for performance uh, and Jordan doing what Jordan does and talking um, about applied biomechanics, m- mobility, stability and strength and really diving deep into uh, something new that he's only really uh, brought to the table in I would say the last six months which is you know a pro- programming aspect with um, the gatekeeper principles which um, he's brought to the forefront. Um, So if you are a PT, a coach, a clinician, whatever it is that you do and you do want to get better and performance is your wheelhouse, then uh, in all honesty, this is something that you don't want to miss. I find myself sitting there as well. Um, I learn a heap um, and and I love uh, the the more I sit and I've seen it a few times now. I've seen both of these guys present. um, I learn uh, just as much every time and if not more every time that I see these guys present. so uh, if you head on over to the link in uh, the Elite Vitality Mastery at Elite Vitality Mastery um, or in my bio, Kyle R. Trainer, you'll be able to find that um, and just keep an eye out for it because, um, as I said, tickets will, will fly fast. The second thing I wanted to touch on is I wanted to, um, first of all, thank you guys again for the support we're getting. Um, I think one of the best things about running a podcast and especially now that I'm seeing is that the people... Uh, that are reaching out to me on Instagram, whether that's the mastery page or whether that's my page. Uh, I reply personally to both of them. Um, I'm an open book, so if you have any questions on business and you know, or you're struggling with anything within business right now, please feel free to reach out and, um, and we can literally just have a conversation um, over the uh, via message on Instagram um, and even jump on a call of some sort if that's what you want to do. But if not, that's totally fine as well. Um, but again, I just wanted to say thank you for the support. Um, and if you do have any questions, reach out. Again, as always, if there's something that you want to hear on here, if there's a topic you want us to cover, if it's an application based with your business, if it's mindset, if it's if there's a guest you want us to have on, make sure you reach out because this podcast only exists because you allow it to and it only exists for you guys 
you guys dictate what we have on here um, as long as it fits within the realm of pivotal conversations and no surface level bullshit excuse the French um, now today's episode is a very exciting one so we have our new co-host joining uh, the team and his name is Reese Livingston um, the reason Reese is joining the podcast as a co-host apart from being a, a wizard and, and a, a very 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 uh, good coach with a lot of experience in the industry um, Reese is always also someone that I trust um, very deeply. Reese has recently come on board with Elite Vitality PT Mastery Program, which um, is the program we run to help um, coaches become better coaches, but more importantly, learn how to run their business and grow a successful business. So Reese has come on board as a coach to um, you know, allow us to keep the quality of the program as we start to scale up and take on more clients, help more people you know, build the life they want outside of their business through the vehicle that is their business. Um, but, you know, as I said, Reese is someone who, man, uh, I just love spending time with him. And, and you know, Reese was actually my first mentor um, when it's, you know, back in the day, he actually, you know, Reese taught me a lot a lot of what I know now about nutrition and, and really how to apply nutrition to the individual. Um, he's also younger than me. So Reese is, I'm a year younger than me. And, you know, as I said, he's someone that's had a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom in the industry since um, day one, and someone that I, I, you know, look up to now, and and um, I'm very happy to be working with, uh, and someone that I trust to to fill that position. And so Reese will be on the podcast um, when it's just me and him riffing, when we don't have other guests on, and we're not getting other experts on. Uh, so. Uh, uh, as always, I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, if it is something that hits home to you or you do get anything out of it, the way you can support the podcast is to share um, across social media and share it with your friends. Uh, the you know the more support we get from you guys, the more uh, you know the, the the more guests we can get on. You know the more the the the, the more likely we can get some higher level guests on. So. And, and obviously, we can get some better topics going and some topics that are really going to help you guys. So um, we thank you for all the support, and I hope you enjoy the episode. It's an exciting time to be a part of the EV uh, Mastery Program and as well as the uh, Pivotal Conversation podcast. So thank you. So what we might do is we might start off, and I want you to kind of tell the guys a little bit about your um We'll start off with your your journey into the industry and then kind of how you've gotten to where you are right now and I guess tell them a little bit about your philosophies as a business owner and um, also as a coach. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, uh, look, I won't, uh, won't go into the, you know, the boring details as, you know, I think every personal trainer has them. But we're coming into the, the end of the seventh year now uh, being in the industry. Uh, started, uh, well, God, straight out of school. Uh, got into it, got in over my head, didn't really know what was going on and very quickly realized that uh, there was a lot more to this industry rather than just rocking up and, you know, as I thought at the time, just, you know, throwing some people through a workout. and Being someone's friend. Yeah, sending them on their way, really. Um, so it's been been a bit of a journey. So I started off my career uh, not really knowing what I was going to do, what kind of trainer I was going to be. Um, and it wasn't until uh, I was given the opportunity to uh, learn some stuff. I was thankful and, you know, very appreciative. Uh, uh, luckily enough to meet a couple of trainers in the industry at the time, who had been uh, been around for a while? They've been around the block, and they encouraged me to learn some more. Um, and you know, sooner or later, I pretty much got to a point where I wanted to try outdo them. Now, whether I have or not, uh, 
that will be remain to be seen. I think there's always more to be uh, learnt, and I'm sure they're still doing the same thing too. So, but for them, uh, they helped me out. They pushed me to learn more. Uh, we then became a team. We worked together, um, and then I pretty much we uh, we kind of moved into a PT mentorship program. So that was a majority of what I did for a long time, as well as working with my own personal clients on the side. Um, eventually, slowly began to realize that. Within the industry, there's a lot of gaps. Um, you know, people either know how to train or they don't, or they know how to run a business. Very rare that they know how to do both. So that's what kind of led me down into the mentorship program. Um, and then, as that was going, I started to develop all my ph- uh, philosophies around training. So, um, you know, combining nutrition and training uh, into the one package where people can actually, you know, move forward. But not only just move forward with their progress in the gym, but knowledge base as well. So. I'm a big believer that all my clients should walk away from me with more knowledge than what they came. Um, it's a bit of a flawed business model, but essentially I want people to leave with the ability to do things on their own. Um, whether it be uh, you know, managing their nutrition or managing their training, they should at least be able to have some sort of skill set uh, to walk away with. That's a bit of a jet taken off in the background there. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. That's all right. Uh, so... That's pretty much where that led me is, uh, you know, I noticed there was a big gap, especially in the competition prep uh, realm. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of just wanted to come in, smash and grab, do their session and leave, really not really know much about what they do. So I transitioned into prepping comp athletes and building people's business. Um, in that time, probably uh, got to put a, quite a few, quite a number of people on stage and competed myself. So passion for competing came out um, and then passion for growing business in a direction where I think coming back to why I really got into the industry in the first place was for flexibility and sustainability. So that's that's me. Sure, man. I think one of my fondest memories um, of yourself is is obviously, you know, when, like, as I said before, you, you kind of ventured and, you, you know, when I first started my PT um, business and, and was kind of coming into the industry, I, I kind of, I, I looked up to you a lot um, and you were, you, you, I seeked you out for um, nutritional uh, mentoring, so I wanted to learn a lot about nutrition. I seen again a gap in my knowledge, and a, and a you know a kind of I guess a, an, a, an opportunity to help that my clients and better their results. And um, at the time, I I think I'd finished episode thirty of the Phil Learning podcast um, yep. for all the old for all the OGs out there that have that have gone through. I was like just about the only <laughs> fitness and health podcast at the oh, time man. as well. I actually heard rumors that he's bringing it back, which is cool. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm chatting to his, his team to get him out here next year. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. Fingers crossed guys. Fucking call him out. Tell him to tell him that we want him out yeah, here. Tag him, get him in. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I was, you know, I just finished all of the, um, Phil Learney, uh, episodes and I just read his book and one and, no, I still didn't. I still didn't know the how to apply it, right? So there was that gap in 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 you know I had a, a base level of knowledge now, um, but the application and the coaching side of it was something that was still foreign to me. And um, you know, sitting there and we would kind of sit there and you would you would coach me once once or twice a week. I'm not sure how much. Um, and really, that was where my my PT career springboarded, along with some other the other courses that I did back then. Um, but again, it was looking up to you from that point where I realized that, fuck man, like if you've got some knowledge in this game, it takes, it just goes a long way. Um, and, and since then, you know, you just mentioned it before, but you know, what the big thing that the mastery program is all about is the integration of mindset, business and 
obviously results driven education mm -hmm. so science if you want to call it that um and you know one of my fondest memories was that was the, the fact that you know you took the time you took the time to mentor me and um you know again when the spot come up in the mastery i was like okay well you know this isn't uh, this is kind of something that i'm very passionate about you know and someone who's level-headed enough to create relationships with people and and you know have honest conversations without ego and and but still has the knowledge there and still also has the steel on the walls the experience the business growth there so um you know it was that fond memory of yourself that really brought this to the forefront and and you know here we are it's funny man because i remember you know talking about it yesterday that i'd actually i completely forgotten that that had, had even gone down and Looking back at it, it's um, it was definitely an opportunity for both of us to grow, um, because I think you were probably the first opportunity I had to actually mentor a trainer one on one, um, and it wasn't formalized. It wasn't you know, oh yeah, cool, this is how we work. It was just cool. You came in with questions, and I'm pretty sure you even brought in the book a couple of times. Like, what does this mean? Mm. And we just kind of went through like, well, this is kind of how we break it down. This is how we can apply it to you know, case study X, Y, or Z, and you know, we kind of discussed your clients, and I think that's maybe where I actually developed a little bit of a passion for you know educating clients or not sorry clients personal trainers uh to be better and you know kind of close that gap a little bit more yeah 100 percent. it's funny man because it still fucking eats at me that you were you were younger than me oh well, <laughs> so, it killed me <laughs> mate uh bring that one up with mum and dad sorry <laughs> um cool so what i want to chat about is you know something that's popped up a little bit this week for myself um in kind of dealing with some um, PTs from the mastery program and even just people outside of it is the topic of overwhelm um, and really how it crushes people um, mm -hmm. and especially business owners and especially personal trainers and it's something that if, if unfortunately that if you come into the industry and you if you come into the industry and you're oblivious to what running a business actually takes and oblivious to the fact that we are in an industry where 90% of the jobs are sole trading, personal training jobs. So oh, that means you have massively. to run your own business. Yeah, for sure. And if you come into the industry oblivious thinking that, you know, it's a walk in the park and, you know, that's what we get sold as well. It's a walk in the park. You've got all this freedom. You've got all this, you know, um, you know, it's it's you've got all this you'll get to do what you love you get to help people you get to do all of that and you know i mean look there are some situations where you get to do that um yeah but that takes time man yeah. that takes a lot of time and that's not you know anyone that comes comes into the industry that's not their fault that they believe that mm. like as you said it's what we get sold you know you go into any gym they're going to tell you all the you know all the highlights you get the highlight reel it's like really social media you know you get all the positives you don't really get the uh, told how much you need to understand business. And I think we've both been there, getting that overwhelmed point at the beginning especially. Still do, man. Still do. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, talk about overwhelm in business because, you know, as I said, I've been seeing it's something that pops up regularly and um, that I consistently see with people is the one thing that's holding them back is overwhelm. And I wanted to kind of get your take on it and almost fill us in on a time when you were overwhelmed or something, you know, your work what you're seeing and what you're, you've experienced in the past. Man, I think like like I said, when I first came into the industry, why I thought what, well, what I was getting into was, you know, having flexibility and sustainability. But as I said, that's kind of what we get sold and really it's not like that in the beginning. But I think overwhelm, especially for myself, um, I can probably even give it context for now because I still get overwhelmed with where I'm at. 
and it's a different form of overwhelm. It's, I think, very much like a pendulum. Um, and, you know, we've spoken about this at length uh, on, you know, many times before, but it's human nature to, you know, pendulum between extreme positive or extreme negative. But in our situation, both those pendulum swings end up being an overwhelmed position. So you can be overwhelmed that you're too busy, don't have time, or you're overwhelmed because you're not busy enough, you're not getting money. Mm. And I think for myself, my first point of overwhelm was like, maybe first year in the industry, maybe second. I built up quite a lot of sessions, but my overwhelm wasn't coming from a point of, call it negativity if we want, um, that you know I wasn't earning enough, I wasn't having enough sessions. It was completely opposite. I didn't really have any time, didn't know what to do with myself, didn't know what was next. And I think that was the scariest part is, well, the unknown, trying to plan, like, but you know, I had no idea where it was going. Yeah, I think, you know, it- man like we'll talk about the time for money trap and like that's one of the things I want to go in today because I think it's something that if you can't break through it can get a hold of you really really quickly um and and we'll go into that but I think you know for me the the overwhelm thing comes back to the self yeah right and it comes back to um thinking that the world revolves around us as individuals and and you know again unconsciously doing that so um you know, one of the the big things that can fuck you can force us into a deep dark hole is the fact that we and again this is the ego coming out to protect us, but is thinking that we are our thoughts and thinking that you know um, we get a choice in them and also attaching every single thing that happens in life to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I say to people and something that I post about regularly and it's it's funny, man, because I posted on Instagram the other day and fuck got like what. I don't, I don't even know how many likes it got, but then fucking you post a, I posted a photo of me in a suit with my partner and it got fucking triple the likes, right? And I'm just like, fuck this. That's, that's fuck that's social media, that's right? That's Instagram like, for you, man. Like the, the, the post was about, and the, and this was the question, and I'd love to see get your answer on it. Um, you know, does my life happen to you? And, and just say, you know, like, just think about that, right? And does your life happen to me, right? Or you know, does life just happen? Does, you know, does the universe just exist? And I think too often we think and we, we act like that, you know, we, we start to think, oh, poor me, like things happening to me when mm. reality is, is that the universe, things arise, right? And that's, that's these things, bad things are going to happen to you in business. Bad things are going to happen in general. Things are just going to happen. Yeah. Whether we actually see them as bad or good is it from our own percept- uh, perception, which is actually projected to protect us based on past experience. Yeah, hundred percent. It's look, I don't, I don't remember the quote exactly. I think it was Kevin Ellis, maybe that said the universe holds its breath, awaits for every. Oh, you, you're going to know. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. That's, one, that's probably my favorite quote of all time. And you know, um, it's the universe holds its breath as we choose instant by instant which pathway to follow and that kind of talks about decision points that arise from these kind of from from the uh things in life that arise yeah but all those things that are happening around us like as you said that it's very easy for some people to kind of look at that and go well what's happening around me is because or is because of me or because of what i'm doing but you know we're all in the same world yeah like what happens to me or what's happening around me is happening around you, but you're just perceiving it very differently. 100%. And, and one of our higher emotional needs in life is uh, significance and mm-hmm. is meaning. So we are constantly seeking meaning and we are constantly need, needing to be significant. So then that's why the ego takes over and actually starts to tell us that life is about us. And I tell you what, the, the, thing, that's, the thing that triggers overwhelm is thought and thought alone. That is it. 
right? Because anything else is passive. If a car is coming and driving towards you, you don't have time to get overwhelmed. You're jumping out the way from instinct. So this tells us that overwhelm in any situation, whether it's business, life, relationships, anything like that, directly comes from the thought itself. And the thought itself is stimulated by the environment, which we don't get a choice in. The environment happens. The universe happens. It goes and things arise. And what causes us overwhelm in life right, is the thought and the thought alone, right? Now, this is why I talk about consciousness so much. Consciousness is your ability to become aware, right, to give yourself a subjective perception of your thought, right, to observe your thought, to become an observer of the thought, right? Now, the problem is, is that if you can't observe your thoughts and you can't sit there, right, and say, that's probably irrational, right? Or at least give yourself a second to even pay attention to whether that thought is rational or not or to even meet a decision point. The reality is is most people don't do that. Yeah, well, right? it's that, that lateral thinking though, but it, that, that doesn't come overnight. Hey, that's a skill that has to be taught and has to be learned. But I find like trying to figure out that point, how to become subjective, that's probably the hardest point of overwhelm because like you, it's all good to kind of hear it and go, okay, well, looking at being like trying to, you know, look at your decisions from a subjective perspective. That's, um, it's easier said than done. It's a journey into the soul, man. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's an inward journey. Like it's, you know, and again, the, one of the biggest things that you, you go through or in, on, in your spiritual journey through meditation is that's what you're practicing doing, right? Like think about it. If you sit down and meditate and, and you know what, man, like, there's people out there that will sit there and tell you that meditation is not for them, mm-hmm. right? They just haven't given enough time, bro. It's not even about that, man. It's the it's like if you know you've got to ask yourself why you can't sit down and close your eyes and sit there for ten minutes. That's funny, man. But if if I'll give you a perfect example, if could you imagine yourself meditating when you were nineteen? Not at all. No way. I would have turned around. Like people don't know me when I was nineteen. I was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Right, like I was an asshole who drank a lot, who partied, who was honestly like I look back and it and you know like again like I've been on a massive spiritual journey and me being an asshole had nothing to do with just being an asshole. Like it's deeper than that. That was me protecting myself from the world. That was the only way I knew how to fucking push away my problems and not deal with them was the fact that I put on this tough guy act. Yeah, told it myself like it was an, okay to drink and do all of that. Like right? an identity almost. Like that was like what you associated you with. Honestly, it just meant that I didn't have to fucking deal with it. Like my ego jumped up, it protected me and I was like, cool. I don't have to deal with that today. That's actually right? interesting. Do you reckon that's possibly a way you, looking back at it now, that was a way you dealt with overwhelm? Oh, I, you know what, man? I don't think I dealt with overwhelm that way. I think I neglected it. Okay. You know, I think it. it, it I told myself it was okay. Right, because I was young and that it was okay to, to do this to people and, and kind of do these things. And, um, you know, it's funny, man. Like, people come up to me all the time and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've completely changed. And, and the reason I have is, again, because I, I, I've got a big passion and love for the, the inward journey, mm-hmm. right? And, and the ability to kind of sit there. But, you know, we've got to look at meditation as a skill, man. Like, if, if you're sitting down and meditating, right, what you're doing is, you're sitting down and you're focusing on all your senses, right? So you're breathing, right? You're listening, 
you're visualizing through you're not visualizing but you're you're looking into the back of your eyelids right so you're still seeing right your eyes are still working mm -hmm. and and what you're doing is you you're focusing on your breathing now uh, nine times out of ten you get lost in thought everybody who's ever tried to meditate I guarantee you the first few times you do it without even knowing you're off with the fairy straight away you're thinking about something right now the, the actual benefit of meditation right is this what happens when I bring myself back to the breath, mm. what happens? Well, nothing. Right? Exactly. So you're coming back, but what happens to the thought? It goes, yeah. It fucking disappears. Yeah. Right? So that in itself tells you that your thoughts mean fucking nothing. Right? Your it's... thoughts have nothing to do with you thinking them because you didn't sit down to to and meditate to have thoughts. You sat down and meditated because that's what they're trying to teach you as a skill, breathing, this kind of stuff. When the reality is, is that's not the skill at all, right? The skill at all is consciousness, right? Consciousness is your ability to become aware of you being lost in thought. It's the subjective perception, right? Because if you're lost in thought, how do you bring yourself back? Yeah, well, and that's that's exactly what you're saying as well before. Like when people get overwhelmed, it's that, you know, endless uh, cycle of thought, Right, and, and all of a sudden, right, and, and bing, 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 hope the lights are going on if not going off in everyone who's fucking listening to this head, mm. right, because guess what, all overwhelm and suffering in life is caused by being lost in thought, so the only way to actually detach yourself from your thoughts is to meditate, mm -hmm. right, because, and I give the tip, you can try to practice being mindful, right, but your mind, right, and this is the key, your mind knows the truth of your thoughts. Do you think there's different types of meditation? When you say like the only way to over, is, overcome yeah. overwhelm, does that mean you have to sit there with your legs crossed and like, you know, ohm yeah. it out? No, no? not at all. I, I, look, you don't have to do anything. No. Right? But the, the thing is you've got to ask yourself why you don't want to sit down and meditate. Like you've got to ask yourself why you can't spend 10 minutes with your own mind and with yourself, right? And, and for me, if you can't do that, there's a problem. Right, there's something there, and and again, people will tell you this, man. Like this is what this is what done it for me, man. It was like I struggled. I had no idea why I was sitting down, and I think the reason that people struggle so much is because they don't understand what meditation is. People go into meditation with a goal. People go into meditation because they want to feel good after. Well, you summed it up there, man. They go into it with an overwhelm, a sense of overwhelm, because they're thinking about what the, what the hell am I going to think about. Yeah, and but that's what it is, right? Like it's like people have a goal. They go, I want to feel good as soon as I finish meditating when the reality is is meditation is not that at all. Mm -hmm. You don't feel good while you meditate. Well, you do when you you do when you get to a stage of enlightenment. When you're at the tray level, yeah. When you get – not even, man. Like I've only been there once. When yep. you get to it, like it's – I don't want to go into it because then people think I'm a fucking crazy guy. <laughs> but I, I give you the tip. Like it's it's – there's a sense of enlightenment to it and there's a sense of beauty when you can be 110% present. And it's, it's that, right? Like it's the fact that it's that skill that we were talking about before where you're bringing yourself back, right? Because again, that's a skill, right? The way we make, the way we acquire skill and we learn in life is by making what? Neural connections, right? So everything we do, our brain is always rewiring itself. Yeah, it's attachment. Right? So then guess what? As soon as we sit down and we practice becoming conscious of myself getting lost in thought, then that becomes a skill. And guess what that skill is called? Mindfulness. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's... So now, 
So now we're starting to work, right? So if I practice detaching from the thought, observing the thought, understanding that that thought is not me, Mm -hmm. that thought has, I didn't choose to think that way and that thought has nothing to do with Whatever's going on around you really doesn't. Look, I'm not going to go into it because, again, we're going to do a dive down a rabbit hole of the self. But I, I, I give you the tip, guys. If, if you want to understand your mind and the thoughts you're having, sit down and observe them. It's a simple process and it can really change everything. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to have a, a journey through meditation um, you know, where I've gone on silent retreats where I'm meditating for three to four, five hours a day. Mm-hmm. And um, the skill has allowed me to now level out and, and almost understand that there is no self. As soon as I start attaching things to myself, that is my ego kicking in and that is there to protect me. But guess what? That protection isn't actually protecting you. It's holding you back and it's causing you suffering. Yeah. And if you can break that and you can break that mold and the only way to break that mold if you are not already doing it, and that's the, that's the answer here is some people can do it naturally. So that's the thing. If you look at like even moving away from a less spiritual side of it, of like breaking overwhelm and like removing that. Like, so I'll, I'll be honest, man, like I haven't practiced much meditated meditation. I've given it a bit of a crack and I haven't given it enough time. But if I look at my ability to like remove the ego from overwhelm, uh, essentially all, all it comes back down to me is allocating time where it, time for me, right? Whether it be meditation, whether it be, you know, time just away from the problem creates a clearer head. So I can come back into it without all these million thoughts going through my head that is creating mm. that overwhelm. So for example, like, you know, I'll get to a Sunday and, you know, there's certain hours during the day that people cannot contact me. You, it doesn't matter if you call me, text me, whatever. It's like, you are not contacting me because that's my time. And that's the time I use to remove overwhelm and kind of have that subjective look at my thoughts mm. and go, well, do they really affect or impact the decision I'm about to make? And the answer is nine times out of ten, no. Yeah. Uh, look, I think the root of the cause here is the fact that there's a self, right? Like, again, we got to come back to why we started a business. And I think that, that uh, there's two sides to this, right? So there's the side of your business isn't about you, mm-hmm. right? Like your business. Well, that's it. We're in, the, we're in the service industry, essentially. Doesn't. What if you're in the product industry? It's the same thing, man. Like your product is about other people. Correct. Yeah. Right? So your service is about other people. Like. Again, you can understand this because now why am I making my business about me? Why am I getting upset about something? Because again, I'm bringing it back to the self, right? Again, and and I think it scares people that the very fucking lie, right, or the very fucking thing, their very own cherished life may may not be what they think it is, Yeah. right? The very thing of life could be lying to them. The thing that they've known their whole life may not be. Or their perception of it at least, yeah. Well, think about it, man. Like it's the self, right? So if life's not about me. Who's it about? Yeah. Right? And that's the thing, right? And and the only way to break through that is to become more conscious and to become more mindful, right? But that, again, like that is the key to overcoming overwhelm. Mm-hmm right, is to become conscious. Do you find like now, obviously you've got the skill with meditation and removing self when you hit those, because like everyone still hits that overwhelm point regardless of whether you're a meditation master or, you know, you're just coming into the game. It's hitting that overwhelm point for you. Like are there any points where you kind of catch yourself and go, that ego is taking over again? 100%. Yeah. Always. 
like to to think the ego is abolished is is silly, right? Yeah. Like I think, um, you know, it's the environment that that brings it back. Um, and again, but the, I guess the great thing of it is I've still got that skill to to fall back on for sure. No, no, no. I've got that skill to be aware of when the ego is there and when it's not. Yeah. Right. Which is it's a powerful tool, right? Like it's it's again because like it's again it's silly to think that we're going to be able to abolish it. Like it is there to protect us, and it is there to 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 kind of um protect us and it's again like it's to to think that it'll it's instinct sometimes man like, man if we even look at our ego as like a an entity if we you know if you want to call it that without it we wouldn't have evolved to what we are 100 percent, right you're right but and again again like the problem is 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 society's not what it used to be no. right and and you know it, it's a very dangerous thing now more than ever like you can see fucking you just look who's the united states president and you you know these kind of things like i don't Fucking, to be honest, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I don't look into that stuff. It's mm. so far away from anything that interests me. I uh, probably should, but it, you know, again, like, it's just like you, you can kind of see that the the ego is such a dangerous tool now um, than maybe what it was when we were cavemen. Um, and so, I think you know, you're definitely right. But I, again, I think to think that the ego can be taken away is in 110 percent based on where it, it depends on your environment, like. If you're a monk surrounded by monks in a temple, maybe. Yeah. But like, you know, again, you, you're going to be in situations now. You can definitely get better at it and you can definitely become aware aware of it, right? Like I think, you know, I, I try so hard, man. Like I try so hard to remove it. Like my, I honestly, like the ego kicks in and, uh, and I'm just mindful of it, man. And, and sometimes it comes out. Yeah. Right. And but I don't think it's wrong that it comes out. I think you, your awareness of it, is more important after that, so that you can become aware that it's there. Like that is such an important tool to have. And again, you got to look at what even that is. Right. That is consciousness. Right. Yeah. Like, man, I'm telling you, I'm coming up with a process right now, and it's the key to any achievement in life. Yeah. Right? It, it'll be. It's probably about four to five months away until I've got it knuckled down. But I guarantee you, consciousness is the first step to anything. Yeah, sick. Right? And because consciousness has no, no ego, consciousness it has no entity. Consciousness in itself is a universal thing, right? Consciousness to you and consciousness to me are not this. They're not so different. Mm -hmm. They're one universal thing, right? It's the same frequency. Yep. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I get you, man. That's yeah. cool. So. I look, I've just had a bit of a thought process now. Like when it comes to as an individual versus as a business, I think, you know, the way we operate within that ego and the overwhelm, I think there might be two different substrates, especially for business owners of an ego, an ego within the business, an ego within the person. Um, how do we kind of differentiate between the two if it is a thing that our business ego is kind of holding us back as our as a person or our personal ego is holding our business back? Yeah, man. I don't I don't um I think they both well it's it's the top down mentality man like it's like you know uh, to think that they are separate I think is wrong mm -hmm. because I think you know if you're the owner of a business then there's a fair chance that the values of the of you are going to filter through and the, reflect, the actual business yeah. so like um you know one thing that we've tried to do in the mastery is is that is and and it's it's this self selfless mentality and you know selfless is a funny word because I'm not talking about selfless in the terms of being um of kind of like i'm not talking about selfless from the term of 
the word of me being generous or me being that because I think that's a really surface level thing. I'm talking about there is no self, mm-hmm. right? Again, it, it all comes back to this thing called the self, right? Like the ego is only there if you think that life's about you, mm-hmm. right? When you put yourself or the self in the actual frame, right? The reality is, is it's not existent. You know, my life isn't is non-existent, right? I don't have a life. Yep. I'm in a fucking universe carrying genetics mm-hmm. and that scares some people. That scares some people that the very thing, like I said it before, that the very thing that they hold dearly to them doesn't actually exist. It's a fucking thought. It's a paradigm, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to scare a lot of people listening to this. But I guarantee you selfless isn't about fucking putting other people first. Selfless is realizing that that's what life is. Life is fucking carrying genetics and making the world move forward, right? That life's not about me. Life's not about you. Life's not about Susan, mm-hmm. right? That is what we're here for. Right, and that's why that's why human connection is the one thing that we all need the most, right? Because that part is, in in fact, right, selfless. Yep. Right, because to, to selfless isn't about me putting other people first. Selfless is understanding that there is no me. Mm-hmm. And that's like having that approach and that mentality to come into your business when you hit that point of overwhelm to go, okay, well, this doesn't, I, the, I'm not me, or this isn't me. This decision isn't me. It just no. has to happen around me. Yeah. It's, you know, my business is not about me, mm-hmm. right? Like it has nothing to do with me. It has about the people that we're trying to help, yeah. right? Like so when I get on a fucking call with someone who's crying their eyes out because they're stressed out of their brains or, you know, they can't afford to fucking pay this week or, or whatever the fuck's going on, guess what? I don't compromise mm-hmm. because I realize that that's the ego kicking in. That's me worried about what fucking my pockets are getting filled next week, mm-hmm. right? And I, I guarantee you that's a fucking dangerous line to, to flirt with because you then open yourself up to self-judgment. You open yourself up to all these things that come with the ego, mm-hmm. that come with the self, right? So you make decisions and you decide that, and again, uh, I can only say this because there, it, it does crawl back in every now and then, but I have to c- catch myself, yeah. right? And guess what? It's actually easier for me to do it in business right it's it's in my personal life where i struggle the most mm-hmm. right because i don't know i don't know why but maybe it's because i, I value business and i enjoy it and and no, i thrive it's, in it's it. not even that because to put it in that way would mean you wouldn't value your personal life which you do it's more so you put so much time you spend so much time in Effort, yeah. and on your business it's like you know we only have you know, like we all have the same amount of hours in the day we only have we all have the same amount of energy to give you know, some people would kind of say that's true, untrue or not true. We all got the same. Some people can use that capacity better, mm. but we've all got the same like, you know, energy units, if we want to call it that, across the day. If a lot of your energy is going into being selfless in uh, business, mm. it's always going to be a compromise. Yeah. I mean, you know, one word that resonates with me is patience. And, th- and that was something that represented, I went on a seven-day silent retreat and, and, you know, there was a big lesson that I learned there and it was patience. I was, you know, purely making decisions based on what was going to be best for me and the business short term. And really the, the, the thing that I learned was, you know, that was me and the self and the ego kicking in. And again, I went through on a massive spiritual journey and what I come out from there was, you know, the, the fact that patience was the key to constant joy. Mm-hmm. Right, like patience, unconditional patience with no compromise is the key to constant joy. But if we actually go a bit deeper than that, then you know, what is unconditional patience? Right, like unconditional patience to me was removing the self because 
the self is the only thing that thinks about the short term and the benefits and compromises emotionally on those things. And that's, that was such a powerful lesson for me to learn because what it did, it made me turn the way I looked, the way I made decisions in business, the way I treated people, everything just got turned on its head. And all of a sudden, I, you know, it was the fact that the only, the only time that I would have, that I wouldn't have patience was the time that I had the self or the self was existent and the ego. Um, and that was something that I learned massively is that, you know, again, I understand now my business has nothing to do with me. And, you know, it fucking consolidates that when I sit in front of people that cry and I, I fucking have conversations with people that they're just hurting and they're suffering and I see the pain that they're going through. Yep. And for me, that's the most powerful thing in the fucking world because if I'm able to remove my ego in that moment and do that with every single person and – like it's it just it's fucking liberating and it it shows me that I'm on the right journey and guess what that journey has nothing to do with me externally it's mm-hmm. it's my journey to fucking internally it's me understanding my mind better than fucking anything I could ever understand in the world and that comes from sitting down every day for 10 minutes and fucking observing the motherfucker yeah and that's it man you just hit the nail on the head it might sound cliche as fuck but you know you're the only person in the way of you know the things that you want to do and you know, removing that self point, um, that's going to be definitely the first point of call to when you do hit that point of overwhelm. Um, that's going to be the you know, that's going to be the key. You summed it up. Hang yeah, on. hundred percent. So the time for money trap because I think this is something that man, it, it falls in perfectly. It's probably one of the things that causes the most overwhelm in any business, or at least in the start of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Let, let's talk about the pendulum, right? So the the this swing, right, and and the cycle that most personal trainers go through when they um, get into business. Most most trainers come into the industry, they fucking they struggle for a while, and then they they kind of start figuring out what's necessary and what's going to give them success, and you know they start working towards that, and you know very quickly they become quite busy. Um, you know, I know that I went through that, you went through that, we both got quite busy, and then. Um, you know, you you kind of start to build your life about earn around earning a certain amount of money, a certain income, mm-hmm. um, and that that amount of money, um, you know, again, you know, whether that's getting a new apartment, buying a new car, spending it on stuff that whatever you know, it is, man. I think, man, and I, I was guilty of this too, man. I think personal trainers in the beginning, especially when they first get busy, they start thinking currency is in sessions, right? Like I always thought, like, oh, I want to go do that. Oh, that's X amount of sessions, right? Mm-hmm that means X amount of time, right? So I was attaching this number to time. Mm. Oh, sorry, this number of money to time mm. all the time. Whenever I was buying something, it was like, oh, cool, new jacket, that's a session, right? And it's just like sessions like became currency. So, yeah, man, 100%. We all did it, man. And, and like, yeah, so, and then, you know, what ends up happening is you built this life around earning a certain amount. Like I know I did, man, so I fucking went and lived, I wanted to live in Port Melbourne, bought a new car, did all this stuff and then, what ends up happening is you get stuck into this this fucking cycle and this trap where the only way you can earn money is by selling your time. And then what you do is you you want to, you know, we're taught we want fucking, you know, more, 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 more. And what happens is, is you know, we're doing 50 to 60 around 70, that session yeah, mark, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden we've got no time, right? So then what happens is, is the things that we care about the most in life, like relationships, like friends, like the, you know, our fucking just, hobbies, the things we enjoy doing. Bro, even the thing you just said before, just attachment, human connection. Yeah. That's the shit that gets compromised. That stuff gets compromised and we start to resent what we do, right? We start to resent, you know, we, we kind of, we dislike what we do. We lose the passion for it, you know, and unconsciously we, we 
we drop down, right? Mm-hmm. So we, you know, the quality in our service drops, people start walking away and um, that's where the pendulum starts, bro. And then all of a sudden, you know, so then you come down a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And your income comes down and all of a sudden it's like, fuck. Hustle time, let's go. Hustle yeah. time, go, 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 go. And then I get straight back up to that point and I'm consistently going in and out of this, this fucking place where I just fucking, I'm losing my time. I need more money. I'm losing my time. I need more money. Yeah. And it's, you know, that constant back and forth. And not only does it not prove to be a, you know, positive business model, but it also doesn't really work on an emotional standpoint. It, you know, fuck, man. I remember when I was there, it's, you just, you feel like shit all the time. One minute you love your job, next minute you hate it. And, you know, you kind of forget when you're in that time for money trap, you start to forget why you really, why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. You know, like what your reason was to get into the industry. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's to help people, for most people at least. Yeah, of course the money's nice, but coming back to that original reason, if you're stuck in that time for money trap, you're not going to be helping people to the best of your ability. Yeah, fuck no, man. Not if you're doing maximal amount of hours. Like, um, and I think like something that I learned very quickly is that if I value money over time, no matter how much I charge, that I'm it's ne- never enough. Well, I'm never going to have any time, right? Yeah. And and time is the one thing in life that you can never get back. And again, the, the thing here is, is, is the biggest part of this is that, you know, most people want to grow a business and most people, let's say like, and, and we're not talking for everyone here, but, you know, 90% of people that I speak to, what do they want in life? They want to get married. They yeah. want to have kids. They want to have, or they want to spend the rest of their life with their partner. Yeah. They, they, want, want, to, you they, want, the, they want the dream. Yeah. They want to be able to invest. Right. They also want to have time to spend time with their family and do the things they love. They want to be able to travel. There's all these things that come into the picture. And that's what we attach money to. So guess what? When I'm building my PT business, when I first come into the industry, or if even if I'm just struggling at the moment, what ends up happening is, okay, cool. Well, you know, I want to go on holidays. How much do I need? My number. What's my number? Okay, maybe it's a hundred K. Right. So then we start building our service and, and, and educating ourselves and doing these things. And we get to that number and we f- very quickly find out, okay, so I can't go anywhere because if I do, I'm going to lose clients. You lose all your, you lose all your money. I don't, I'm not going to have an income coming in. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, all of these things happen. Now, the other side of it is, is as well is if I'm working all of these hours, then I limit myself and my ability to actually grow my business further or put effort into things like mastery. Mastery yeah. is another thing that I guarantee you makes you feel fulfilled. The second you stop learning, or if fuck, for the people that are listening to this, I guarantee you that they're probably going to be in that position. The second they stop learning, they feel stagnant. Yeah. Right. And that's when you stop feeling fulfilled. Right. So then, if you don't have time to continue learning, right, and I call it this kind of, you need ten hours at your peak, right, your peak time. So not just nine o'clock uh, when you go to nine o'clock at night when you finished all your sessions, or after a fucking eight hours of hearing susan whatever it is yeah talk about her problems it's you know the the biggest thing is is that if you don't get 10 hours at your absolute fucking peak per week you're never ever ever going to break the time for money trap and the biggest the biggest biggest thing that you people have to realize is is that this as long as you value money over time right as long as you value money over time you never have time and time is exactly what you need to scale a business because you can't you can't do it without you it you should the only way to scale a business 
beyond the time for money trap is to always buy back more time. Now, the only way that you can buy back more time is if you start to value time over money because that allows you to make better decisions in alignment with what you actually want in life. Yeah. Right? And that's that's the key, right? Because think about it. If you don't have – if if you, you've got a decision, right? So Susan comes in. I keep using Susan. Fucking Susan. Susan. Fucking Susan. So Susan comes in, right? And then she's, she goes, okay, so she let's say I'm charging her for a session. It's a $100 session. The problem is, is that what PTs do is they only see the money, right? And they don't actually they put a they put an amount on what their time is worth as a PT. As a session, it's more as a as session. As a session, right? Yeah. So you know what 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 what's my time worth as a as a session or as a PT? Not what my fucking what am I worth as an actual human, yeah. right? So what am I worth as a human, right? And I guarantee you, it's probably five times. It's infinite. It's infinite, man. Right. So then it comes in and you've got a decision, right? And the only way thing we know is more, 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 more and hustle, hustle, hustle or guess what? I value money so much, right? I have this really bad relationship with money, right? So that way I'm valuing my money more than I am my time. So that way it means I'm always going to make decisions in alignment with money than I am with time, which means I'm never going to be actual to, I'm never going to have the ability to scale my business, which is exactly what I need to do because guess what? What's my goal when I'm fucking... You know, ten years, ten years from now, is to have a family, is to invest, is to travel, whatever it is that you want to do. It takes time, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the key here: is that if you cannot value your time, right, over money, you ain't ever going to be able to achieve that. Yeah, bro. It's it comes back down to it. Like, I, look, man, I can give you some real world example on this. Like, I've probably done a real big three sixty or sorry, one eighty on this. Um, no, probably three sixty. Sorry, on this. Originally, man, I thought you know, money bought happiness, right? I was young, started actually getting into, uh, you know, a large amount of sessions, was earning quite good money. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to go buy this, do that, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then, you know, if we kind of look into the deep dive into it, like at the time, previous relationship turned to absolute shit because my ability to see time as a valuable aspect was shocking. It was money, 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 right? So I traded all my time for money, was not happy in any other aspect of my life. And then, okay, cool, did a 180 from that cool, money doesn't buy happiness anymore. I want to just focus on time. And then guess what? Went all the way, other way back to the other way end. And it's like, okay, now I've got no money. I can't do the shit I enjoy. Mm. I can't go travel. I can't go enjoy this stuff. So bring back now, it's like, I don't think time buys money. I think it can buy happiness, right? So sorry, money doesn't buy happiness. I think it can, mm. right? I think it can allow you to do the things that you want to do that you know either give you extrinsic uh, value or intrinsic value you know, um, for yourself. Like, you know, bringing in people into the mastery, that's going to give you a ton of intrinsic uh, value because you're helping them build their business. Mm. And that makes you happy? Fuck yeah. But you've needed money to create this mastery. 100%, man. It's that meta impact thing. Is like, you know, most, and again, this this talks volumes. It's like, you know, you've only got so much time and, and the pendulum like is, is always going to be there. So it's like, if you want to make the impact that you really want to make, and this is what I learned is that, you know, I started making a much larger impact when I started valuing my time more because my time is what allowed me to create the systems, the structures, the mindset, the mentality, the knowledge, the mastery, everything that it took to actually allow me to grow the business to where I need it to. To where you can now help, you know, let's say as an individual, Kyle Trainer can help, let's say, let's put a random number on it, 1,000 people, right? But now as putting it into a mastery, giving it the time that it needed, you can now help a million, 
Right. Yeah. How much how much more happiness does that yeah. bring you? And and that's what it's all about, right? Like that's that's honestly, man. Like when I think about it, like people would be fucking going bananas, man. Like I, I pay myself thirty grand a year. Mm-hmm. Like I pay myself that amount. That's all I fucking do. Right. And then I've got my PT money, the people that I still coach. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause the rest of it is again going back into the business to make a meta impact. And that only comes from when you see what you can actually do in this industry, when you start to value your time over money, when you start to value people over the dollar. Yeah. Right. Again, I don't pay myself much because I understand that I can fucking, I can compound this and I can fucking start to actually help more people and actually start changing lives for what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And that's exactly, comes back to exactly what we spoke about before. Why did you get into the industry in the first place? 100%. Yeah. Help right. people, right? To make an impact. Exactly, man. So looking at that whole time for money trap, I think the biggest thing or the hardest thing to be actually become is neutral in that pendulum. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the pendulum always, you know, I think, you know, how's the saying go? Every action, action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Mm-hmm. So we swing all the way to one positive part of the pendulum where we're super busy, we're killing it, we're doing well. But then guess what? Shit just, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, when shit goes wrong in a business, it goes real wrong. So you go all the way back to the other end and it's like, it's almost impossible, especially in the you know initial phases of being in the PT industry, it's very hard to remain neutral mm-hmm. and comes back to what we're talking about with overwhelm is removing the self and go, well, cool. This is just what happened. It isn't because of a decision I made or what I'm doing. It's all right, what do I do now? I'm just using the wrong strategy. Exactly. I'm just using the wrong strategy. So it's not your fault that things went wrong. Things arise. You couldn't, you know, you can't change the past. You can't change the future. All you can do is do make the make better decisions in the present based on past experience. So the future starts to become what you want it to be. Right. And and again, like I think I was, you know, saying this before is that, you know, again, like it's it just comes back. Right, it comes back to the self. It comes back to this one thing that will always hold you back, right? And and you know, oh man, it's it's so important. It is so important. You talk about like pivot, like you know, look, this uh, whole podcast is called pivotal conversations. Are there any pivotal points you found that help you move away from that time for money trap? So, because like for it, me, right, like it was that point of like that previous relationship that ended. It was like okay, time for money trap doesn't. This whole time for money thing. It ain't working for me. No, you know what it was, man? It was just the fact that I, I started to see that my business can't grow unless I value my time more. Like, you know, again, I, I started to value strategy more than I did fucking being in like fucking sessions. Where did that come from? Right. Well, it, you know what, man? It, it came from myself, first of all, fucking sick of doing all those sessions. <laughs> so then I created more time. But then because I'm... I'm someone who doesn't like wasting time. Mm-hmm. That time then went into strategy. And then all of a sudden, when I actually freed my brain up and stopped, you know, I started to do these other things like meditation and venture into, you know, do business mentorships and study. And, you know, now I'm reading, I read for three hours a day, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm reading books and then that gives me the knowledge. It creates innovation. It creates creativity. And then it follows on from that, man. So it was like, okay, I started to see what would happen, right? And I think... You know, the one thing that I can say is that your ability, right, your 100% ability to scale your business and to make a larger impact is based on how much creativity and innovation you have in your brain. And the reality is, is that if you're working ridiculous amounts of hours, it's not going to be much, right? So the, the thing that matters is, is that when you actually start to value time for money, so what a little take home for everyone here, right? We'll finish it off here. Write down 
everything that you're capable of as a person and then write down everything you're capable of as a PT. And then I want you to write down the value per hour of what you're worth as a person and what you're worth as a PT. I give you the tip. If you're worth more as a PT, you're, you're fucking wrong. Something, like you, something's going wrong. Something's going wrong. Yeah. If, then you can start to make decisions that allow you to seek out what's necessary because the reality is, is that's what it takes. You want to move forward. You want to develop. You want to progress. You want to scale your business. I guarantee you what it takes is time. Mm -hmm. Time's right? a key. But the number one thing that it takes is you seeking out what's necessary, right? So unless you – because what happens is, is once you free up all this time, guess what? More time to work on your business. Yeah, but what? Like you don't just sit there. No. Like you free up this time and you're like, okay, so what now? And then you start to seek out what's necessary because you're making decisions in alignment with your long-term goal and you're starting to value time over money, which means that you're going to start seeking out what's necessary because guess what? The only time you, the only way you can free up time in your business is by either taking a pay cut or figuring out strategies that allow you to earn the same amount of money, if not more, for less time. Yep. So simply by changing that little value. Change right? that equation to build momentum. That's it. Change that equation and you start to seek out what's necessary. And we're going to finish it there because that's a great point to finish it on. That's a take-home point. Do that exercise um, I want to thank you for coming on. You're going to be on quite frequently now. So Reese is going to be on um, in probably every two weeks. We're going to sit down and riff. He's going to be a, you know, a co-host of the show. Um, thanks for coming on, man. It was a great conversation. No um, worries, brother. And I hope you guys enjoyed it.